ready. Yeah! Snap! Welcome to the Slaughterhouse. This is Mr. Slaughter once again here. It's been a while. You know, it has because, uh, wow, we've been super busy at the Slaughter household, and we also got the flu, and it was awful. Literally, when you have four out of five kids with the flu, it's an experience in itself in so many ways. But yeah, no, totally excited to be here today. So excited to come back with you to finally finish up that series on hate. Hate. I know, right? Yeah, that's the one I wanted right there. Oh my gosh, hate. I have too much time on my hands and way too many buttons, right? Alright. Oh my gosh, I'm button happy. Okay, I think I got it all out of my system. Alright, so I want to finish this series on hate today. Uh, we're doing a special assignment in my class right now called Wicked Twist. And um, I love Wicked Twist because it's one of my favorite things um, to do in the year. Uh, because what I do is uh, I give them five controversial issues. You know, um, we have this year, we have abortion, um, we have gun rights, death penalty, minimum wage, and social welfare programs. And my students have to choose if their beliefs, their ideologies, they're for or against one of these issues. They only have to pick one. And then um, they start gathering facts because they, they're going to debate me. All right, they're going to debate me. I'm going to take the upper, opposite side, and they're going to take the side they choose. And I have to be ready for anything. Well, halfway through the assignment, I make them switch sides. And oh my gosh. Like, if you've ever seen more people look at me with a glare of pure anger that has happened. Like, these kids are really passionate about what they believe in. And they're like, why? 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 And I'm like, because. I don't know if you know this, but if you go to the, the level we're on right now, um, as human beings here in the classroom, we can have a conversation. We can talk. We can work through things. We can, you know, do a little bit of uh, everything, you know, and compromise. We can understand each other. We can agree to disagree. But then you get up to that high level of politicians, and all they do is yell at each other. They yell. They yell. They yell. And for some reason, their ideology and philosophy is whoever yells the loudest is going to win, which is definitely not true. Am I right? Am I right? It's true, and nothing gets done, and we here at the bottom level, where we can have conversations, we can talk, are the ones that suffer for it. We're the ones that don't have the ability to have our voices heard because, you know, we're not at that high level with tons of money to yell ads and everything. And, oh, my gosh, how we don't like this, how we don't like that, how we want this to change. None of that happens. And we really, dear, dear, at the bottom feel kind of worthless because we don't feel like we matter. So what I do is I make them take that issue. You know, and let's say I have a student that, you know, is for abortion. They're all for it. Well, now they're going to have to argue against it. Why would you be against abortion? And the whole reason we do that is to make them reach across the aisle, find out where other people's perspectives are coming. We're not here to change their ideology and say, oh, you need to think in her way. We're here to say, hey, there's a human being over there who may think differently than you. You have to be able to work with him. Because if he can't, we get nowhere. We aren't able to solve anything. We aren't able to do anything. We aren't able to, you know, really, you know, change the world for the better if all we're doing ever is fighting about it. 
You know, I get there's people out there who think abortion's murder. I get that. They think a life is taken. They think something has been put into existence and been robbed of that existence. Well, I also see people on the other side who are terrified, who are scared, who are feeling they have no other choice but to make this decision. And when they make this decision, they're hated for it. And that's a big issue. We need to treat the situation with love all the time. Like, there's no real right answer on abortion. All right? Plain and simple. If you want to have lush abortions, create social programs for single mothers. You know, create social programs for single fathers. Create social programs to help people feel like they're not alone when they have to deal with this thing. Because I think if you do that, guess what? Abortion rates come down. And if you ban abortion, oh my gosh, we're going to see a lot of people do what's known as the black market. And we're going to have a lot more people dying, a lot more babies, a lot more situations where people are going to be completely changed forever because they're going to look for a non-safe way to do it. <sighs> That's why we got to come together. That's why we got to be able to compromise. We got to be able to work together, be able to find solutions, be able to talk, communicate. A good president isn't the person who literally can yell the loudest. It's a person that can work well with others even if they disagree. And that is the biggest issue right now is we have politicians and we're in a political atmosphere where nothing is getting done because why? We vote Democrat, we vote Republican, we don't vote for what is right. And that is depressing. Why is that? Because we have this deep-seated, I really strongly believe, hate for each other. We hate Republicans if we're Democrats. We hate Democrats if we're Republicans. And let's not even bring in libertarians and socialists and communists and all these other groups. We hate them too. We don't want to work with them. We don't want to agree with them. We want to say, hey, you're different. You don't think the way I am, so you must be wrong. You know what? Two people can have the right answer even if they're different. All right? I love it when a kid asks me, what's 2 plus 2? And I say fish. And they're like, there's no way. 2 plus 2 is 4. I'm like, no. When you put the two twos together, it makes the shape of a fish. And they're like, yeah, it's all about how you see things, all the ways you're willing to compromise and talk. We scream, we yell. I've had so many kids, literally once I told them this is the reason we're doing the assignment, they're like, oh my gosh. So you want us to be able to talk about it and actually see where other people are coming from and understand it. Yeah, that's the biggest way to get over each other. That is the biggest way to stop hate. When you say the word abortion, you like freak people out. They like, stop talking, room goes silent. Because nobody wants to talk about it because it's such a hot topic issue. If I say guns, let's talk about gun laws. Everybody's like, awkward. But we don't have conversations. And guess what? People still die. People are still being killed by guns every single day. People are still being shot at. And even if we pass gun laws, are we doing what's right? Are we protecting the rights of the American people? We have to be able to compromise. We have to be able to work together to get an understanding of this is who we are. This is what we want. And if we disagree, how can we find a solution? That's the biggest thing about hate. And that's what I hate about hate is that it weeds itself in and convinces everybody that I'm right, you're wrong, and that's the only answer. If we disagree, there can't be a compromise. And that, that folks just ticks me off. It irks me. Because in all reality, hate is what causes separation, all right? That is what we've been struggling with for the last, I don't know, a couple thousand years in all reality. But think about it, right? We've dealt with the issue of hate for so long. 
Like, I'll be honest with you. I used to teach a lesson just about hate, about how the United States has shifted its hate around. All right? Originally, we hated African Americans. We had this prejudice. We had this ideologies of slavery and not being equal. And then once we had the Civil War, boom, we kind of put that on the back burner. We're like, we'll deal with it later. Then we went after Native Americans. And we said, you know what? Hey, you aren't able to develop this land and be as good as us. So we're going to kick you off it. And we're going to kill you while doing so. And we're going to not apologize it for, you know, hundreds of years. And we're going to call it okay. We're like, our bad. And then we move on, you know, we move to immigrants, we move to women, we move to Hispanics, we move to Asians, we move back to African Americans. And we just shift. But I taught this lesson about two weeks ago about the Americans with Disabilities Act, which which is one of my favorite lessons to teach about because these are some of the strongest people I've ever met, ever learned about, you know, in my life. You know, in 1972, Americans with disabilities, you didn't see them. They weren't heard of. You didn't know where they were because they had no voice. Nobody cared. Nobody tried. Nobody said anything. Nobody said, oh, my gosh, you can't get up the stairs. I should help you. Because at that time, a lot of them were institutionalized. If you couldn't afford to take care of yourself or have someone help you, you were put in an institution. When you went to that institution, you went there to die. Pretty much. You were forgotten. You were hidden away from society. All right? You literally had the main cause of death in our institutions back in the 1970s and early 1980s was suffocation because they couldn't feed themselves, so they would feed themselves so fast that they would choke on their food, catch pneumonia, and die. This was a group in society that needed to be represented, a group in society that needed to be heard. That literally they had voices, they had opinions, they had passions, they had desires. Right? One of the greatest speeches I ever heard was Frank Smith who stood before Congress and he said, I am a man with Down syndrome and I have the right to live my life. Which is so true. You have the right to live your life. But we for so long looked at people who were different. We labeled them with this hate. We labeled them with this ideology and said, you know what? You're not good enough. So we're going to put you on this back burner and we're going to say, hey, you know what? We don't care. You know what they did? They came. They showed up every single day. They blocked streets. They protested. They showed up at the president's house. They showed up at the White House. They showed up every single place possible to fight for equality for people with disabilities. And you know what? They fought for almost 20 years. They fought from 1972 to 1990. They went through five different presidents trying to get equality. And they never gave up. I remember I taught this lesson about hate, and I remember myself, I used to get discouraged. I'm like, oh my gosh, there were all these horrible, bad things that happened. But then I looked, and I'm like, they did happen. But that didn't stop people. Slavery existed. It was a horrible atrocity in the history of the world. But people came about to fight it to bring an end to it, to stop lynching, to stop prejudice, to stop inequality. They stood up and they fought, and that is what's so beautiful about history. They ended hate. They fought hate, tooth and nail, every single day, and it cost many of them their lives, their families, and everything they desired, but they fought anyways. You have a civil rights movement. 
started in the 1950s, going in all the way to the 1980s, early 1990s, where so many groups of people hopped on and said, you know what, it's our time. It is our time to live life to the fullest, our time to pick this opportunity. It is our time to show the world that we are here and we're not going away. And that, that's beautiful. That is the greatest thing about history and the way it repeats ourselves. History repeats itself time and time again because every time there is an issue, someone shows up. They take on the challenge and they say, you know what, enough. We should be equal. We should be safe. We should be able to walk outside, smell the flowers, and enjoy the life around us every single day. But the way that starts is with a conversation. We have to talk. We have to communicate. We have to be willing to agree to disagree. And even when we disagree, we have to find a middle ground. Do you know there's a middle ground for almost every single topic in the whole entire world? But we don't get there because we decided to put hate in between it. We decided to come up with this ideology, because you're different, you're wrong. We've caused so much damage. But we've caused so much good. I am... I come up with this philosophy, I don't know, it's probably out there somewhere because people are really smart and they come up with good ideas, but it's called the oppression of the mind. I wonder what life would be like if we hadn't have had all that hate in history. That if from day one, or even earlier than what we have now, we had equality for everyone. You had women, men of all races, colors, genders, creeds, going to school, getting educated, putting their lives into what they love, being able to take risks, take opportunities, and grow. I wonder if we'd have, you know, like cures for cancer, cure for the common cold. If we'd have a strong economic foundation, if we wouldn't have wars because we had people who had the ability to articulate words of peace. Would we have stopped so much hate if we had started out with equality? I wonder what our world would be like. I really do. I, I really wonder what we as America, as the world, would look like if we had equality from day one. But you have all these struggles. You have all these things. You have grabs for power, grabs for money, grabs for greed, grabs for hate. The tarnish and blemish all these things. When I look out across my classroom every single day, I see the future. I see a whole bunch of kiddos who don't have a care in the world, who just want to live life, be a part, not have to worry, just be there, experience. And it's beautiful to watch because these kids care so much. And at the same time, they, they want to make a difference. They want to see change. They want to be a part of this world. They look at what we adults have done, and it tires them out and exhausts them. And I feel like one day it's going to take one of them to just step up and say, enough. Enough. We've taken enough of this. Let's go be different.
Let's change the world for the better. Let's inspire. Let's fight. Let's live. Let's give everything we have every single day so we can live life to the fullest and not be held down by what our predecessors have given us. Let's live with hope. Let's live with love. Let's live with peace. Let's be able to talk. Let's be able to communicate. Let's be able to work through things. It'll be a beautiful world when that happens. Right? It really will be. I have lived a really great life. I've seen a lot. I've been through a lot. I've still managed, you know, escape through and experience life to the fullest in a lot of ways. Has it been easy? No. Has it been fun? Yeah. But today, I really, really, really want to hit deep. We have a lot more to do. We cannot be comfortable with where we're at. Hate still exists. It's still there. It's still causing pain. It's still causing suffering. It's still there. But we can beat it. Will we ever get rid of it? Probably not. But still, we can make this world a better place by every action we take. We have the ability to save this world, and we need to do it. We have the resources, we have the minds, we have the people, we have the passion, we have the drive. We just got to go out there and live. We have to live life to the fullest. I always had a dream. I'd be like, uh, on Americans Got Talent. And I'd walk out, and they'd be like, expecting you know, some great performance of, you know, just, you know, someone, you know, singing a song, doing an act, doing magic, you know. But if ever I was given that opportunity, I'd just get out there and be like, I need your help. I'm not here to win. I'm not here to, you know, impress you. I'm here to ask a favor. I'm here to ask you to have a conversation. I'm asking you to talk. I'm asking you to live. I'm asking you to walk and stand up for what you believe in. I'm asking you to compromise. I'm asking you to willingly to look across that aisle at someone who you may disagree with and say, hey, you know what? Let's talk. Let's work this out. Let's find the changes we can have and still be different. Let's end hate. Let's do more than just be in this audience, be a part of this show. Let's go out there and make a revolution of how we can inspire peace, love, and joy. Let us go out and be the change that we want to see. Let's stop saying it, and let's start actually doing it. I wonder how long I would go before Simon would, you know, buzz me. And be like, no. And I'd be like, but believe? But believe? I wonder how many people would listen. I wonder if I get a global stage. Everybody watch. The man who made the speech for the world. Or would I just be forgotten? Booed off the stage because I didn't have the talent. It wouldn't matter. Because I know somebody would listen.
Somebody would hear and someone would hopefully change for the better. When we do that, what more could you ask for? It's a great experience getting to live life to the fullest. And it makes me so happy. It makes me so happy when I see kiddos take that step. I really feel like we have a chance. We have an opportunity. We have something beautiful to give. All right? We really do. I want to wrap up this episode. You know, um, I want to give a shout-out to my students. Because life's been hard for a lot of them. They've seen a lot. They've been through a lot. And they've held a lot of weight on their shoulders. And they've carried so many people through this pandemic, so many people through other types of trauma. And they show up every day. You know, they try. They, they may not succeed they may not be where they want to be but they still show up they have fun they live life they have conversations they talk and that makes me so happy like it really does like this is the best job in the world being a teacher you know I get to hang out with a whole bunch of students every day and hopefully cause a difference that's for the better you know just got to give a shout out to them because they inspire this they're the ones that give me the ideas the topics the thoughts the things the concerns they show so much to me every single day and I wish the whole world could just stop and listen to these kids and talk about what they feel how they feel I remember I had two kids in the class who um, they originally picked that they were against new gun laws and now they have to be for new gun laws and um what cracks me up is they sent me their assignment where they have to start finding facts for the opposite view of their own. And um, they said, we can't do this. It's unconstitutional. And I said, yeah, no, it's, it's definitely constitutional for you to look at how other people feel, how other people think, how other people, you know, care. The drive, the passion, everything. The guy was like, I don't care. I don't want to do it. I can't do it. can't handle it. I had one guy, he literally typed, I hate you because... He, you know, was raised in a strong, opinionated version of, you know, how abortion should be. When I told him why we were doing this assignment, he said, I get it. You know, I get that you want us to hear people. You want us to understand them. Even though we may disagree with them, you want their voice to matter. I'm like, yeah, just like I want yours to. You guys matter. And I hope you know that. You deserve to not be hated. You deserve to be loved. You deserve peace. You deserve joy. You deserve so much happiness. The greatest quote I think ever said to me in my entire life that made me become who I am today was I looked at a friend of mine and said, you know what? I want to save the world. He just looked at me and said something real simple. He said, shut up and prove it. That's where I leave you guys today. Whatever you want to do with your life, however you want to live, whatever strengths you have, whatever desires, passions, things you want to enjoy, things that you think are fun, don't let anybody stop you. But also, don't just be tough. Shut up and prove it.